God, I pray you would move, Lord, in a mighty way tonight. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Now I'm going to read one verse of Scripture before I do. Turn over to your neighbor. Reach over and shake their hand. Tell them you're glad to be sitting by them tonight. Tell them you could be sitting by anybody in this room, but you're sitting by me tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's read one verse of Scripture. This passage um, the last uh, few days has been on my heart. And so I just obeyed the Lord. Is that okay? Uh, the um, the um, AV team, the folks that assist with the PowerPoint, they, I'm sure they thought, is that all the slides you have tonight? And then I usually print my notes out for them to follow along. And the comment was made is, is that all your notes? <laughs> In other words, they're used to them being a little longer. But uh, so tonight I'll make up for Sunday. <laughs> Is that all right? I'm making up to you tonight. Amen. Acts 2 and 47, I just had the Lord just after Sunday in the message that I preached to you about the treasure being in the field and about how God wants us to go and dig for treasure. Uh, I was reminded uh, Sunday evening and Monday, and I just said, okay, Lord, uh, we'll unpack it. So let's look at Acts 2.47. If you'd read it out loud with me, this is after the outpouring of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, and there are a number of things that happened. But in the last verse, it says this, praising God, read it out loud, and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Now that's a powerful thing. That's an awesome thing. And I know people say, well, you know, there's people getting the Holy Ghost every day around the world and uh, just recognize this was in a localized place. This was in a, the city of Jerusalem. And uh, in, the, in the days that followed, the Lord did something great, uh, amen, among his people. And uh, I would like to entitle it, Adding Daily. Everybody say, Adding Daily. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated in the name of the Lord. Uh, Sunday, we talked about the, the kingdom of heaven being like a treasure being in the field. We also recognize very quickly that in, this, in these parables that the Lord is telling the disciples, three of them, which deal with agriculture in a field, he lets them to know uh, what he's talking about. He describes what the field is. He says the field is the world. So when the Lord's telling stories about agriculture in the field, make no mistake about it that he, in his mind, in these cases, he is talking about the world in which we live. The field is the world. He also mentioned in, in the scriptures in John chapter 4 where he told his disciples, lift up your eyes. <laughs> And look unto the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. I believe he still got in his mind what the field is, and the field is the world. And he says the field is ready to be harvested. How many believe that? That's what he said. In these agricultural parables, I noticed that he, he talks about the treasure that we mentioned, but he's also, it's, it's very interesting that he mentions a couple of other things. He talks about 
the kingdom of heaven being as a man who sowed good seed in his field. And while he slept, there was another sower, the enemy it's called, and he sowed tares among the good seed. And then Jesus went on to describe who that sower was. He says, the son of man is the one that sows the seed. And that's the son of man is Jesus Christ. And he says, the, the, there was a man who sowed good seed in the field, and that is Jesus sowing seed into the world. You know what the field is, it's the world. And he goes on to describe it. He says, the Son of Man is the sower, and you are the seed. You are the seed. So in this parable, he talks about what he sowed, and we, we can read those, and we talk about seed sown here and seed sown there. And Jesus describes here that he's the one that's sowing and that he's sowing people, children of the kingdom specifically. He says the children of the kingdom are the good seed. Now, I know you think you, you know, you're not perfect and you don't have everything together and your house is dirty and your yard needs kept and, and your pets hate you. And all. I know, I know you're chopped liver and, and it's bad. But what God sees in each one of us is amazing. He sees us as good seed in the world. Amen. And if we could recognize that, Brother Bill's already mentioned his conversation with his boss. We're, we're good seeds at Continental Tire. We're good seed at NAL. We're good seed at Mickey D's. Uh, somebody say amen. Jesus said, I'm the one sowing and you're what I'm sowing. I'm sowing you. Turn to your neighbor and tell him the Lord is sowing you. He's, he's spreading you in the kingdom. Now, I'd like to tell God where I'd like to fall. I'd like to tell God where I'd like to be put. Jesus said it when he talked about that field that he sowed seed in, and some of it was in rocky ground, and some of it was in, in wayside ground, and some was all this. And, and then he said some gave forth 30-fold, some gave forth 60-fold, some gave 100. I'd like, for some, I'd like for him to sow me in a place that's really going to put out good maters and taters. I'd like to be in a field that's just uh, wonderful soil and everything's there and there's no weeds there, no thorns there. But the fact of the matter is we don't have control as to where the Lord sows us. He just, he says, I'm sowing the children of the kingdom. Man, isn't that, isn't that a wonderful thought when you're going to work tomorrow? Young people, when you're going to school, to know I'm the good seed that the Lord is sowing out. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and tell them you don't feel like it, but you're the good seed. <laughs> Amen. You're the good seed. Then Jesus said this. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Now that's interesting. If we are the seed and the son of man's the sower, he says, I want to I tell you what the seed I'm sowing is like. The seed is like a mustard seed. And he said, you know what the mustard seed is? The mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds. But when you plant it, don't go to sleep on it because it's going to jump up on you. That little seed is going to grow. It's the least of all the seeds. But it grows into a great tree. I hope this settles in on you tonight. I hope, I hope it gets to you quickly because I can finish. I can close up when it gets to you. 
I can tell you're faking. In fact, if I ask you what I just said, I don't know if you could tell me. No, I need to, not what I just said. I want you to interpret what I just said. If, if he's the sower and he's sowing the seed and the seed's the, king, the children of the kingdom and he says that seed is like the smallest of all seeds but once it gets where I've planted it and once it gets where I sow it, it's gonna, it, watch out. Now if that's what the Lord thinks about the seed and he's already told us you're the seed I'm sowing you we may feel insignificant we feel like I don't have much to give I don't have much to do I don't don't know if I can make much much difference in the world I want to tell you Jesus says you're the smallest of all seeds but when the work gets finished it's going to be something great about it that's encouraging that tells me to keep on keeping on Somebody say amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Anybody warm in here tonight? Okay, good. I just, I just told somebody to check the heat. I saw Sherry over there about to faint, and I thought we've got to keep her going. The Lord's sowing the good seed. I'm glad for the good seed in this community. I said, I'm glad for the good seed in this community. I'm glad for the good seed that goes into our high school, goes into our junior highs and the elementary schools. I'm glad for the good seed that goes in the factory tomorrow. I'm glad for the good seed that goes out in the field tomorrow and works and goes wherever that place of labor may be. And and we may feel very small and insignificant, but God's doing a great work in us. Just look what the Lord has done. And the third agricultural parable opens with... That triplet, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in the field, like a man finding a pearl of great price, and like a great net being cast out into the sea and gathers every kind of fish. So after he's told us that he's the one sowing, and he's sowing us, and we may be small, but when the work gets done, it's going to be great. Then he goes on to say, so, so there's treasure in that field and that field is like a man finding a pearl of great price. He says, oh, this is valuable. And he said, the kingdom is like a great net being cast out into the sea and gathering all kinds of fish. That's a great thing. That led me and the Lord just kept speaking it to me. This Acts 2 and 47, and the Lord adds. Everybody say, the Lord adds. The church is the body of Christ. He knows what his body needs. In fact, his body needs everybody. He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Everybody in this room, he's reaching out to you. He's calling you. He's got a work for you to do, and he wants to have a relationship with you. Somebody say amen. He knows what his body needs. Now, not, all, not that we are required to be perfect because the church is the body and what he's putting together and the seed he sows is the church or the children of the kingdom. His body is different than mine. See, my body is G-I-G-O or G-I-G-O. Well, I thought everybody figured, you know, you're L-O-L and, and what are those other? Give me some more. L-O-L and... TMI. <laughs> what? ETAs and TGI Fridays and UPC and SEC and LSU and G 
G-I-G-O. Anybody want to take a random guess? You got that. What my, I'm talking about my body. His body's different than my body. My body is G-I-G-O. Garbage in, garbage out. That's right. See, if I go pull into McDonald's every day and eat and supersize that meal uh, in, in 60 days, I'm going to be supersized. That's right. If I, you know, drink smoothies and, and what, eat veggies and fruit and do the Daniel fast, something happens to my system. If I'm allergic to gluten and I just keep eating gluten, something happens. I keep putting garbage in here and I wonder why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. I mean, just, you can, I mean, you, you, I don't have to preach it to you. You can find it out yourself now. Isn't that amazing? My sermons should be a lot shorter now because you've got information that you're, you're two clicks away from just about anything. But the other day I found so. Oh, I mean, he looked old, and he's talking about how miraculous his miracles that were done in his life, and he talked about arthritis, and I don't know why I was looking at arthritis remedies or anything, but kind of <laughs> struck Wow, this guy talking about arthritis, and he, he got talking about all the pills he took, and he said, you know what? I just started eating fruits and veggies and quit taking all that medicine they gave me, and I don't have any more arthritis problems. I thought, well, Wow. Well, it's proven. In fact, there's been people that I've pastored and I've shepherded, and, and I'll just tell you, you know, they're not here tonight, and it's not because they backslid. They've gone on to be with the Lord. <laughs> and it wasn't because they didn't take any pills or did take pills. It was just <laughs> they had arthritis. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> they, doctor, they had some pain in their body, and they went to the doctor, and the doctor put them on a pain regimen, and, and by their own testimony, they said, you know, that, that medication made it worse. Just made it worse. Now, I'm not preaching against medication, but I am saying, you put garbage in, you know, they give you statins for certain things, your heart and all this, and you don't realize the toll it's taking on your liver. It's like it was a toss-up. You're, you're destroying your liver to save your heart. Well, I mean, which one's important? I mean, that's where we're at. It's like, the, you know, they're practicing. <laughs> and they're practicing on you and me. It's not a bad thing. I'm glad they're practicing. Uh, I mean, sometimes they get a hit. <laughs> All that practicing they're doing, sometimes they get a hit. That's good. That's what, the church is the body, but this body is not like my body. I drink a bunch of coffee and not eat any breakfast. I get real jittery. Eat a bunch of fudge and get his body's not like that. You know, what I put in my body, my liver tries to take care of and cleans out my bloodstream and all. His, you say, well, I got to be perfect to be in his body. No, his blood cleanses us. That's right. He's got, he's got a good system and his blood cleanses us and makes us what only he can make us for the kingdom of God. That's. So I, I know we say we're insignificant and we don't count much, but he said, oh no, you're the seed and you may be small, but you're going to see a great work done. Anybody believe God's doing a great work? Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord right now. Amen. I also want to... I just want to silence any anxiety about where we are and about, let me just, let me, let me just preach to me. I, I want to silence any anxiety in me about where I am and where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing for the kingdom. I thank God that I didn't need a Starbucks to identify where I was supposed to be in the kingdom. <laughs> 
I thank God that we realize that a shopping mall is not evidence that this is the will of God for me to work in this field because there's a Chick-fil-A there. Oh, it's the will of God. They're getting a Freddy's in Mount Vernon. I mean, how many ice cream places do we need? I, I, I need to silence in my own mind the anxiety about where I'm supposed to be. He's the sower. I'm the seed. Plant me, Lord, in the kingdom somewhere. It doesn't matter where it is. Well, when I finally get a position or I finally get voted in or I finally, you know, and we always put these, no, I'm the seed and he's sowing me and I'm right where he wants me to be. Anybody believe that? Abraham's promise was connected with a land. He said, Abraham, leave your, your country and your kindred and I'll take you to a land. I do believe it's important to be at the right place. Because your promise is connected to a place. Anybody hear what I'm saying? I don't believe it's okay for me to enter ministry and say, well, you know, the average time for a pastor, you know, rookie pastors, is he just gets his feet wet and gets his feet, you know, and then he kind of moves up and then he moves up. No, God calls you somewhere. <laughs> I said he calls you somewhere. Now that call can change and his orders can change and often they do and thank God they do because sometimes it's, you know, you get tired of that old chap. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? But I want to say tonight, I'm supposed to be here. You're supposed to be here. You know why? Because the Lord's the sower and look where we fail. Look where we fail. Look around you. I mean, how would... I mean, if you were picking a team, would this be the team you picked? <laughs> I mean, we were playing basketball Sunday night, and there was about 533 guys there. <laughs> Walked in, dear Lord. They were picking teams, and, and, you know, I hated to disappoint some of them, but they were happy I came in because it was their pick. And they, oh, we want Brother Gene. I said, oh, yeah, you do, sure. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to sit on the bench most of the time. I was looking for you, Brother Nate, but I knew it was your arthritis. You just couldn't make it. I mean, look at all, I mean, just start, start right up here with Faith and Eric and Cheyenne and Mike and come across the pulpit, hear me, all these sharp folks over here to my right. Think about God putting this group together. Think about where you came from, how you got here. Oh, I know, you thought you'd just move and you thought you met him and I, that's where he lives, so I'm going to move there. God's the sower and you're the seed. I think he knows what he's doing. That's, man, that's pretty awesome. That you're supposed to be here and I'm supposed, well, how do you know I'm supposed, are you here? That's like some guy coming, Pastor, I don't know if I'm supposed to stay married to my wife. I got one question for you. Are you married? <laughs> that answers it. If you are married, you're supposed to stay married. It's that simple. That's, it's not complicated. All right, check that off. Let's meet with somebody else now. 
They pay Chelsea by the hour to answer those kind of questions. I can answer in about 30 seconds. I don't need, I mean, maybe I can get paid more. I don't know. Some people want the long answer. You mean you don't, I'm not, you don't have to sit here for two hours to tell me? No. You're married? You're supposed to stay married. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. Are you here? Son of man is the sower. And I know you think you're the one. He said it in his word. He said, you devise your plans and you make all your arrangements and all that and you cast the lot. He said, it, all your plans are like a man cast and die. He said, but the Lord is the one that disposes the matter. You say, well, I don't know if I'm here. You know, I'm just going to kind of wait. No, no, we're not supposed to wait. We're supposed to do what seed does. Seed barrels down in the ground and seed says, I'm going to come up and do something great for the kingdom. Come on, somebody. Oh, no, we're not perfect. No, we're insignificant. But look here what God has done. He showed us in a great field. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. The Lord added. The Lord adds. The Lord adds. He adds you and he adds me. Aren't you glad for that? Now, speaking about where we all came from, little girl asked her mother, Mom, where did, where did people come from? Her mother said, well, honey, God made Adam and Eve and they had children and that's how all of mankind got here. <laughs> A couple days later, she asked her father the same question. Dad, how, how did all these people get here? And Dad said, well, many years ago, there were some monkeys, and we kind of evolved from that, and we, here we are, millions and millions of years. We, uh, Our ancestry, girl was quite confused. I don't understand. Went to her mom. Mom, how, how is it possible that you told me that we're created by God? And Daddy said we came from monkeys. Mom said, well, dear, and it's very simple. I told you about my side of the family and your, <laughs> your dad told you about his side of the family. No wonder people act like animals because they think animals are their dads. I want to tell you, Jesus is my father. Amen. I said, I, I've been made in a wonderful image. Somebody say amen. 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 The disciples had things they needed to do to accomplish. Yeah, the Lord sows the good seed. And you know what? We, when we say, well, we're sowed here and God planned us to be here, let's, let's take the disciples for an, for an example tonight. There were things they, that only they could do because they were the seed. Son of man left. He ascended, filled them with power, and left the seed scattered in the earth to do its work. Thank God for the church here in Salem. Thank God for the preaching of the truth in this community and surrounding communities. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. I don't care who it was or where it was. Thank God for somebody that preached a revival and you got saved and man, the water's gone under the bridge, but here we are still preaching the truth and still loving God and still baptizing in Jesus' name. Still believing in the infilling of the Holy Ghost. So, yeah, the Lord scattered seed, but he also tells his disciples there's some things that we're counting on you for the kingdom's sake. In fact, it's called the great commission. Let's not make it the great omission. It's the great commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them. 
That's for all of us. Going all the way. He sowed us in the earth. He sowed us into the field. Luke chapter 14. I want to read this and I, I hurry. Luke 14 verse 16. Then said he unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. We're talking about what the seed does. You and I are the seed and here we are. And sent his servants at supper time to say unto them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. <laughs> the first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs and go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. Another, well, I want to tell you this is the pastor's phone on Wednesday night about 530. Did you hear me? Pastor, I need to be excused. I've I've, I've bought a piece of ground and I need to go see it. <laughs> Pastor, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I need to go prove them. <laughs> uh, Pastor, I, I've, I've married a wife and I don't need to prove it and I don't need to go see it. I just, I got a wife. I can't come. So that servant came, showed his Lord these things and the master of the house was angry. Is there anything wrong with buying ground and Proven oxen and marrying a wife. Brother Blake, you got anything to add to any of this? <laughs> Not a thing wrong with marrying a wife. It's a good thing. But made the Lord mad. Made the Lord mad. Oxen didn't make him mad. The ground didn't make him mad. Engagement didn't make him mad. But there were some things that were more priorities than, than coming to the supper. He was angry. He said, you know what? Go out into the streets and the lanes and bring in the hither." Bring in hither, bring in the hither, bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. The servant said, Lord, it's done. As thou hast come out, notice they had already done that. That's amazing. And yet there is still room. And the Lord said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. The Lord likes a full house. He adds because he wants more seed in the earth. He, he wants that. Now, none of the invited guests showed up for the feast. And the master said, well, I'm, I'm upset. Go back and invite others that my house may be filled. He wants the Lord adds. And if we don't think they're worthy, it doesn't matter. The Lord wants his house full. Well, I don't know if we want that kind. Oh, yeah, the Lord wants that kind. You just do what seed does. He wants to fill the barn. <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. The Lord adds. Everybody say the Lord adds. This is important too. He adds daily. He adds daily. Wow. That's the time frame mentioned. It's a great motivation to me. I want to see that happen. It's the apostolic growth pattern. It's in the book of Acts chapter 2. He added daily, not weekly and not even monthly. And not even, thank God for what he's done. But the evangelistic activity of the church continued every day. Now, I don't know what that means to you, but I know in our little brains what I start thinking when I start thinking about adding daily. I start thinking about, you know, after work, all of us showing up. Okay, where's the door hangers? Okay, where's the map? What, what portion am I going to? We go for a couple hours, you know, hang door hangers, knock on doors. Listen, if they did that every day, <laughs> I think there'd be some divorces. We're not talking about 
coming to the church and having an outreach push every day, every night. We're talking about the Lord doing something every day because of the activity of the seed. Just what they're doing. What they're doing. And they're not going door knocking every day. This means ministry, digging for treasure in the field does not just happen on Sunday. That's what that means. You say, well, pastor, you know, and I think it's important we invite people to church. I, I was today, you know, in, in going about my business and the business of living. Uh, and I don't live in a suit all the time. In fact, most of the time I don't live in a suit. I had my work clothes on today and I had, you know, a little appointment and a guy showed up and then another guy showed up and then another guy showed up and there was four of us standing around. We had a wonderful talk there for a while and, and then one of the guys come in the house and he started telling me about the Lord in his life and about him being a men's ministry director and him, uh, you know, seeing people come off of drugs and alcohol and yada yada. I said, wow, that's awesome. Man, he said, well, I'm working this job now, but I'd like to get back to ministry. I do more, you know, for my job now. But I, I said, wow. I said, well, I pastor the apostolic church here in town. He, his eyes got real big. He said, one behind Burger King? I said, yeah. He said, wow. He said, I was baptized by Jeff Harpole in Terre Haute, Indiana. I said, wow, I know Jeff Harpole. He can sure blow that saxophone, can He goes, man, you're telling me. We still... How does the Lord add daily? He don't add us getting door hangers and go. Be, and that's okay to hang door hangers. But if the Lord's going to add daily, it's got to do more than just go to the printing and, and hand out a few three by five cards. It happens in us. It has to. It has to. In us. Isn't it interesting when you read this account in Acts that the believers were doing something daily also? The Bible says the Lord added daily. Isn't it interesting when you read the book of Acts that the believers were doing something daily too? And you know what that was? They sold their house and all moved into the church. And the preacher paid all their bills. I might be willing to do that if you'd be satisfied with toys. Food and shelter, we might could pull off, but all the other stuff you want, me to pay for? Huh. Everybody okay? All right. While God was adding, the believers were doing something. Their daily activities. Everybody say daily activities. No? In fact, I didn't hang any door hangers today. But my daily activity formed an opportunity for me to witness. Today. Today. I look for a door. To witness. For a, I look for a door to invite somebody to church. They didn't have an outreach meeting or event every day. No, you can't sustain that. They continued. The Bible says they did something daily. You know what it was? It's in the Bible. They continued daily with one accord in the temple. Now, wait a minute. You think, oh, that, they did go to church every day. Well, in, in Jewish custom... They, the synagogue was a very important place in Jewish custom. They went there because that's where a lot of people were gathered and that was the best place to witness. <laughs> in fact, in Acts 3, that's where a healing was done and Peter preached in the synagogue. In Acts 5, 
went into the synagogue and taught. In Acts 5 and 42, it says this, And daily they were in the temple, and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach. Jesus Christ. It's just saying everywhere you go, teach and preach Jesus Christ. Everywhere you go. You're not going to the synagogue, you're going to NAL, but you're seed. You are seed, and I want you to do something. Come on, clap your hands under the Lord. Not only that, they every day, every day, every day they look for an opportunity to witness. They cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Brother Gene, I only do that on Outreach Saturday. Well, Lord help us to be an apostolic church. Daily, the Bible says, not only did they with one accord uh, go to the temple to witness, daily they ate with gladness and unity. Every day. They had a two... (laughs) They had two job descriptions. One... Everywhere you go, teach and preach about Jesus Christ. Tell him, tell him what he's done in your life. And every day, have fellowship with the body of Christ. Listen, if the temple was the place of witness, then homes were the place of fellowship. Not only did they think witnessing was important, they realized that being unified was very important also. Every day they witnessed and every day they made specific uh, uh, plans to stay unified. And the Bible says daily they praised God and daily they had favor with all the people. It's hard work to have favor with everybody. I mean, some of you right now don't have favor with your spouse and you live with them. It's hard to have favor with your neighbor, favor with City Hall, uh, favor with Marion County when they readjust your property tax bill. It's hard to have favor. I mean, you want to pull your hair out if you got any left to pull. Somebody's heart monitor's going off. <laughs> I'm teasing. Thank you, Jessica. It's not. I'm teasing. This was the church's age of innocence. Everybody say age of innocence. Age of innocence. They had favor with all the people. Now, hey, when you read a little further in the book of Acts, it didn't always remain this innocent. Amen. Sincerity sometimes gave way to in- dishonesty. Yeah, you remember that? Oh yeah, we sold a piece of ground. This is all the profit. Here it is. Those utopian beginnings didn't last. Joy was uh, blotched by rifts in the fellowship that they had to settle at a convention. The favor of the people was overshadowed by persecution from the Jewish officials. It wasn't always so utopian. And you know what? The church is not perfect. But here we are. We're seed. We're supposed to witness fellowship and praise God and keep our nose clean with everybody and the Lord adds every day I believe he wants to do that and when they did that daily God did something daily he added such as should be saved 
I'll never forget it. He was a pastor of a local church here in town, and I had met him for breakfast a number of times, and we were sitting again at breakfast, and he looked across the table at me, and he said, he said, Calvin, when did you get saved? I said, well, to be honest, I think I'm still being saved. And he looked back at me across that table and he said, what? And I said, yeah. I said, in fact, I don't know if I'll be saved until I hear him say, well done. I say, oh, well, he said, well, you know what I mean. I said, yeah, you mean when did I feel like I'd got saved? When did I have an experience with God? Well, I can tell you when that was, but I've come a long way since then. I've crossed many mountains since then. I've come through many valleys since then. In fact, I'd say the moment I felt saved, I'd say now I'm more saved than I was then. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? So when did I get saved? Well, I'm still being saved. Yeah. And the Lord adds to the church such as should be saved. When they stumble in and you can smell it on their breath. Hey, just say, this one should be saved. When they're at work and they've cussed you and they laughed at you and talked about what they did on the weekend and made fun of you, and, but then they've got a tragedy in their life and they're broken and they're busted, just remember, this one should be saved. <laughs> You know, that boss who's backslid used to be a youth leader, Brother Bill, this one should be saved. The Lord adds those that should be saved. So no, no. In fact, you need to spread it because you're the seed. You need to spread. I think I've got, I'm causing some interference here tonight. Got my copper socks on. That's a joke. That's a joke. Not really. Oh, my goodness. This one should be saved. I should be saved. The Lord added such as should be saved. And if I'm the seed, then I need to spread it. When people say to me, I don't, I don't know. I, I wonder how it got this way. I wonder when it happened. I wish I could go back to that moment when people say, oh, I'd love to come to your church. But I don't have, I don't have this to wear. And I say, wait a minute. You should be saved. This is not about what you got in your closet. This is about what you got in your heart. You should be saved. And they may stumble in and some get up that you're, you and I and even God's offended at. But you know what? The Lord added daily. I pray that in my heart that I don't look down my, it's long enough, but my long nose and say, well, I'm not sure if they're worth saving. I don't know if as pastor I could say, you know what, the bills are paid, everything's good, we're comfortable. Let's just, let's just put her on autopilot. No, Lord, add somebody else today that should be saved. That man I talked to today, God, add him to the church.
Oh, let's lift our hands and love the Lord right now. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. You're preparing the ground. You're, somebody's praying right now, and the seed is going to answer. The seed is going to do its work. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel God sweeping through this place. Come on, recognize who you are. You're the good seed. <laughs> You're here for a reason. God put you in that house for a reason. He put you between those obnoxious neighbors for a reason. That's your seed. You're going to do a great work. You're, you're going to grow into a mighty tree. The birds are going to fly in there and build a nest. You're going, you're going, to, you're going to be a sustainer. I tell you what I think. I think this community needs more children of the kingdom. Now, pick it all you want to about the marijuana sales and you know sign the ordinance and go to city hall and argue with them and tell them how bad it is but you know what the fact of the matter is if we just spread around this community the children of the kingdom all that takes care of itself doesn't it <laughs> no picketing needed what could God do if we just let him do it through us so in their daily activity they just witnessed they unified they stayed they didn't let, well, can you believe what they posted? Don't let any of that get on you. They stayed unified. Don't, don't, don't take the chance to get distracted. If the Lord is going to add daily, look for every opportunity to witness and ensure that you stay unified with the body. Because then you'll feel free to praise God and you'll have favor with everybody. Isn't it great when you just feel liberty to praise God and you just... Just woo, and you don't think the teenagers at youth retreat are going to get in the room and mock you or anything. You're like, no, they love me, man. They're not. <laughs> They're not gonna make fun of my dance. I know it's kind of weird, but you know, in a perfect love cast out all fear. You don't have to worry about worship and all that. You can do all that when we do what God's called us to. Do. Let's stand together. I want you to reach over and let's pray one for another right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now that you want the church to grow. Let us not miss the order. Lord, you want us to have godly relationships. You want us to witness every day. You want us to ensure the body of Christ stays unified. Help us to do our part. God, you're doing a mighty thing in Salem. You're doing a mighty thing in Marion County. Thank you that you put us in this place. No, no, it's not a God-forsaken place. It's a, it's a God-blessed place. It's a, it's a place where the Spirit of God is and the blessings of the Lord is. Thank you for our homes. Thank you for our children. Thank you for our community. God, you put us here to spread the love of God and the power of God. Oh, Lord, help us to be what you want us to be, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I can't tell you how many times since Sunday it's come to my mind. <laughs> I'm digging for treasure. There's, there's some treasure right there. Invite somebody to be with you Sunday. Share the love of the Lord with somebody tomorrow. Don't wait till out outreach Saturday. Don't look for a door hanger. If you need one, go make your own. Somebody say amen. amen. Shake hands with somebody, hug their neck, tell them, tell them the Lord adds. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for being in church tonight.